to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, I wanted to continue our conversation from last Friday, where I talk about power. And I wanted something came up um, in my spirit, and I was listening, I think it was Ron Carpenter, yes, and he was talking about, you know, there's three levels of heaven. There's, of course, the, the first level, which is from earth to space. And then second level, level this is where the demonic um, activity is. And then the third level is where God, the Father, God, Christ Jesus, the Son, the Holy Spirit, that's their abode, the third heaven. And there are three levels of praise. The first level of praise is where you, um, you steal the enemy. You, you, you cause the enemy, um, to, to, um, be still. And then the second level of praise, which is more intense, you basically, um, stop the enemy. You, you, you basically stop all activity. They go into freeze mode. They're, they're frozen. They cannot move and act and do all these things, wicked things. And so the um, second level is where you actually stop the activity of the enemy. But the most powerful level is the third level of praise, which is called the shout. And this is where you demolish the enemy. You tear the enemy apart. You crush the enemy it is, it is, you pulverize the enemy with the shout. And this is, and you can see it in the word where Joshua, I mean, you know, he basically told his, the Israelis to march around Jericho wall six times, but the seventh time they did a shout and the walls came down. Now, some historians say that the walls actually it appeared they were pushed down like they were, they vertically went down into the uh, earth around it. Not, not falling down, but being pushed down. So they were literally pushed down. So that's a very uh, interesting thing. But I was thinking about my, um, one of my good friends, a member of my church. His name is Rodney and he is my mechanic and he is awesome. So if you ever need a, a mechanic, um, Auto Pro, Rodney, just putting in a plug for him. And basically, he and went through a season where he was talking and teaching and just pressing in and uh, to the church about we need to do a shout. And one of the interesting things about the third level of praise is where you could have all these pent up prayers and petitions and requests to the Lord. And then all of a sudden, after this shout of praise, you have an avalanche of blessings, um, outpour of blessings. So it's something for you guys to um, consider and think about. I know that I'm stepping it up again and getting back into it. I I had um, a way where, I, you know, of course, I entered the gates with thanksgiving. I entered the courts with praise. And I entered the um, inner court with worship, and um, 
and then I go into um, declaring and decreeing and and everything. But one of the other interesting things that I Ron Carpenter shared and I thought was pretty great was um, you you there is no back door, so you have to come back out. You have to back up on the way out. So that means. You go back into worship, you go back into praise, and then you go back into Thanksgiving as you exit out of your um, fellowship time with the Lord. So one of the other things that I've, I've added to my um, spiritual walk is I, I had, had not been resting. All these years I considered Sunday my, my day of rest, and in actuality I was not resting. I was Basically, um, you know, going to church and then going out to eat and then visiting with my um, widow, widow friends. I have like some second mamas, I call them. And I would go by and visit with them, bring them something to eat, talk and, you know, fellowship with them. And so it was just, just interesting that, and when I had all these physical, um, Things happening to my body, the Lord let me know that I had not been resting all these years, and that's not good. So now I take a day, and it doesn't have to be Saturday. It could be a Friday, whatever day is best for you. And I just rest, and I call it a day with Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit, and I just hang out with them, and I don't do any work at all. And um, and I fellowship with Jesus, and I'll ask Jesus, well, what do you want to do? I'll read some word. The Holy Spirit may give me a, um, something to read and to meditate on, and, and it's just so awesome. And what's interesting that happens after these uh, these real intimate sessions with with the Father and my my Lord and Savior Christ Jesus, and my Lord God, Holy Spirit. Is the first time I did it, I had a, um, my income tax money. Some of my income tax money had been released, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, that is just awesome!" And then um, I did it again, and there was something else, that, you know, another breakthrough, financial breakthrough, and because that's where the enemy kind of hits me hard a lot in my finances. I am doing my tithing and I am doing my offering, but I'm going back to my Mr. Budget and I'm going um write a vision and a mission of, you know, what I want to do um in the future. So I'm working on that. And that came from the Beyond the Blessed Life with um Dr. Robert Morris of Gateway Church in Texas. And so, but why am I telling you this? What does this have to do with power? Well, it enables you to walk in power. And one of the interesting things is, is that have you ever noticed uh, somebody will say a prayer, somebody will say the same prayer, but one has power and one doesn't. And one of the reasons why is because the person that has power with their prayer is basically living that or walking in what they're trying to um, share with others, so they actually practice what they preach. They meditate on it and things like that. So that's a big difference too. But power follows righteousness. Power follows obedience, right? And um, and power follows love. You know, love. And so 
it's very important that you develop your love walk. Sometimes from time to time, the enemy will bring up people up in my spirit and, you know, and these people, you know, have not done me right, but I immediately bless them. I, I pray for them. I ask God to clean, clean up my heart and, and, um, so that I can walk in what? Power. And it's critical, and I explained in my last broadcast how I was able to, you know, get my father's heart pumping again and again and again because I was walking in power. And um, and I just, why is power so important? Because we are entering into a world where if you're not walking in power, you're going to probably be what we call soft target. Um, and that's another thing that God had told me to start interceding. No more soft targets. No more defenseless people being abused by these people that are filled, filled with wickedness. Uh, I keep thinking over again about the young boy in Texas and how he killed his grandmother first. Then instead of, you know, he, he was in a high school nearby, but he went to the elementary school. And I know we got problems because of the door. I was listening to the interview of the principal of why there was no work order for the door to be fixed and things like that. And so it's easy to blame people for things like that. But yes, the door should have been locked and that would have saved a lot of lives. A lot of lives. But power, you know, the power of God to, I, I remember uh, the story of um, well, a prisoner, a um, um, young man had broken out of prison and he entered into um, the house of an elderly lady and he came in there and there was no fear on her. And she um, was just kept on doing. She told him to have a seat. She fixed him something to eat. She ministered to him. Um, Purpose Driven Life, um, Rick Warren's um, book, and he, she drove him back to the prison. Power. I mean, there's no way this woman could overtake this man, this little old lady, but she was filled with power. And one of the great things for us is that we have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we don't have, our righteousness is Christ Jesus' righteousness. And, and so that's one of the key things to walking in power and walking in right standing with the Father, with the Son, and with the Lord God, Holy Spirit. You, as I look more and more as I, as I get older and I look at people's lives, I really, um, love my therapist, um, Lori, and she's been working with me to get my muscle, um, muscle strength back. And she, um, basically has made the right choices. Uh, it, she's happily married, got three kids. Um, two boys and a girl. They they just got back from a family vacation in Tennessee. They went they went not too long ago a family vacation in Hilton Head, and they put relationships, their family relationships, first. 
And and of course, you know, she's a believer and the children went to vacation Bible school and it was just it's just a delight to look at her and and look at the the fruit of her labors and you know, I I can see them being married for 70, 75 years, healthy and wealthy, right? And then I look at my godfather, the same thing, still married to the same woman over 30-some years and, you know, has 14 grandchildren. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's wonderful when you decide to walk with Jesus and you get the power to have the abundant life. So I look at myself and I think, you know, I've, I've got some, you know, good things going for me, but there are areas I wish I was, uh, you know, I've been able to fight that battle and defeat the enemy in regards to my marriage. But I still learned and wrote the book. Um, you can find it, I believe it's, you can find it, How to Divorce Proof Your Marriage. I mean, God used me to help other people to stay married and so you can um, find that on audible and also um, Amazon I think it's um, it's on a lot of the um, the audible audio books um, Amazon's all that you can find um, and you can find it on my my um, blog as well um, that, that I started in 2009 so this is powerful, right? This is powerful to look for God's power. Now, there's another interesting aspect of it that a lot of people don't understand, and that is authority. And so as believers in Christ Jesus, again, Pastor Bill Winston, he was talking about this. It says that we are ambassadors to God, so we are authorized we have legal authorization to speak the word of God. And the word of God is the most powerful thing on in the universe, on planet Earth. It is it, is, it, is it period, right? So uh, the enemy fights hard to stop people from reading the word, from learning the word, from speaking the word. But one of the emphasis that um, Pastor Bill Winston um, brought up was, you have to speak the word. You have to speak the word. And you speak the word of God over your situation. You know, one of the um, interesting things for me and my pastor, Pastor Steve and Yvonne Dow, they're really good at not only teaching the word of God, but they actually live the word of God. And they have power. Pastor Steve has power. Pastor Yvonne has power. Because they live the word. They, they don't just preach it, right, and teach it. So I really, it's important to, to be sitting under um, leadership that actually honors and obeys God's holy word. But one of the interesting things that I wanted to um, bring up was you, you, some people can speak the word, but they don't have any authority. That means they're not saved. But if you're saved, you have the authority to speak the word of God. And you, instead of speaking what is happening in your life, 
whatever you want this to be, if you want you want your marriage to turn around, one of the great things that um, Pastor um, uh, Doctor Bill Winston did with his with his wife Veronica was, you know, he he started having you know some of the honeymoon was wearing off and. He was murmuring, complaining about things, and he went to God, and guess what? God had him um, recite Proverbs 31 over his wife. So now he's got a Proverbs 31 marriage, a Proverbs 31 wife. I mean, that's the ultimate woman, right? She's got her family. She's got um, servants. She's got a business. um, She's um, just... Awesome, awesome, awesome woman of God. And so you want to take the word of God over whatever your children, you know, over um, your finances. There is the word of God that you will speak over your situation and you just keep speaking it and keep speaking it and keep speaking it until it enters into your heart. That's why once it gets in the heart, it's just a matter of time before it comes out through the mouth. And once you speak it, nothing. That word is going to work and work and work until it manifests what you have been saying. That's why a lot of people don't realize you're speaking a lot of negative stuff or you are letting other people speak negative stuff over you and you wonder why your life is all messed up and it's because of what is being spoken of you and you're not speaking the word of God. You're speaking what your circumstances, you're speaking um, what you see. And so you got to understand your words are critical, critical to, um, to walking in power. Power, authority, and power. As a king, you declare. As a as a um, a priest, um, you can also um, speak out. I guess um, decree and declare. So um, the the king decrees and the priest declares. So we are kings, and I'm a king. I'm a queen. King, and I am a priest, priestess, you know, whatever. But the thing about it is, is that I understand that I have authority and I have power, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against me. I was just um, telling my therapist today when I went into get worked on my lower body uh, and my arms a little bit, and. I told her about the miracle of, you know, I people, everybody's been praying for me and I've been lifting up people and praying for people. And God is just, just, just moving. And I'm, of course, anything on healing, you know, I'm always trying to listen and learn because there's always something that you can learn. And after, um, one of my, he's one of my favorite ministers. He's, um, I think he's Dutch or Norwegian or something like that. He looks very much like Pastor Steve Dow. Um, and he comes on, uh, I think it's, I think he comes on TBN and he started doing some awesome, um, teaching and 
a lot of people don't understand is that you need to speak to the malady. You mean you need to speak to the cancer. You need to speak to the sickness. You need to speak to the disease. You need to command it. You command that disease out of your what body. And I have my um. I have a housekeeper and a friend. She's a member of my church, and uh, her name is Tamara. And um, Tamara, you know, it was just awesome. She um, basically gave me a um, a prayer, and it was so powerful. I I could feel the power of God radiating out of this prayer, and um, she she gave it to me, and I shared it with a few people. So let me share it with you because I think this is this is awesome, and this is for you. My friends, I would like for you to say these verses every day. I am the body of Christ. I am redeemed from the curse because Jesus bore my sickness, bore my, carried my diseases and all my pain in his own body. By his stripes, I am healed. I forbid any sickness or disease to operate in my body. Every organ, every tissue of my body functions in the perfection in which God created it to function. I honor God and bring glory to Him in my body. Galatians 3.13, Matthew 8.17, um, 1 Peter 2.24, 1 um, Corinthians 6.20. These, these is powerful words and you should basically say them over your body, uh, every morning at least. And if you want to, morning and night, depending on what the need is. But that is the word of God spoken from an authorized person. I'm an ambassador of Christ Jesus, ambassador of Lord God, Yuhe Vahe. So we need to understand that we need to walk in power. Now, do we have a lot of Christians that don't walk in power? We sure do. And, that's, you know, they just, they just, they're saved and that's about it. So they're going to be abused by the enemy unless people start standing in the gap, crying out, and which we do. We, we have intercessors, which we do. So we need to make sure that we are the Christians that are walking in power and Satan thinks twice before he comes up against us, right? That he knows there will be some consequences for him if he comes up against us. Even, even when, if you know the word, if someone has stolen something from you, then you know if you catch that thief, you call him, which is Satan, you catch him. He has to restore back to you seven times. So I do that one as well. And I look for my seven times, sevenfold return from what the enemy has done in stealing from me. Power is very, very critical. And we need to understand that it's dunamis work in power, which is like dynamite, explosive. There's um, exousius. Um, that's um, when you're authorized, you have the authority. That's like a police officer with a badge or something like that, a military person. 
um, and then there's Ignatius, which is it's like electrical, electrical power. And I've actually experienced that with a couple of people where I've touched them and electricity ran throughout my body and their body. Power is important and power is going to be critical for these last days on planet Earth. I was reflecting and thinking about um, the power of God and how the power of God has come in and saved my life many times and saved my my children. Sometimes I'll get a premonition, I'll something I write, I'll dispatch legions of angels to guard and protect my children. Um, Joshua K. Davis, Jordan Aaron Davis, I I send um, legions of angels to guard, protect them. Um, I also um, plead the blood of Jesus over them. And they have personal angels that they've had since they were little babies, and they have special names. So I get I call out their personal angels as well. And also, Holy Spirit, I'll, I'll pray for all the children in the school or all the teachers in the school as I drive past the schools and let God know, you know, that I'm standing in the gap. For because sometimes you need somebody to what stand in the gaps, and one of the things that that um, people need to watch out for is the spirit of fear, and it perpetuates, it permeates the media, and that's the enemy's territory. Satan is the prince of the air, airwaves, and we need to understand that, and so. Fear, sometimes you have to cut off. I, I like how um, Andrew Womack says it. Um, the 10 spies network, there were 10, there were 12 spies that were sent to check out the promised land for um, the Israelis going into Cana. And the first city was Jericho. That was the first city that they had to overcome. And one of the interesting things was that Ten of the spies, they twelve, they all saw the same thing, but their interpretation of what they saw, ten of them was contrary to God, and two of them was in alignment with God. Well, the week and, and um, Andrew Walmart calls it the ten spies network. So basically, ten guys came in and just talked about the giants that they saw and how they were like grasshoppers in their sight, and and there's no way that we can take that land. Now God had told them. To go take the land And they started And by the time they got done Giving their report um, Oh close to 3 million Israelis Were moaning and crying Throughout the night Because they thought that God had abandoned them Because of this evil report From 10 of the leaders Of that Then we had two leaders Joshua and um, Caleb Basically, they said, we are more than able, let's immediately, let's go in and take the land. And they wanted to stone him, Joshua and Caleb and Moses and Aaron. They wanted to stone him. And they, they wanted to go and they started. And unfortunately, Satan had them going and they opened up their mouths. And guess what came out of their mouths? They said, oh, God, we should have stayed in Egypt you brought us out here to be killed and our children to be killed and us to be wiped out in the desert, you know. And so what, what happened? God got angry. 
Yes, God gets angry. And what he did was, since they cried out like that, Joshua and Caleb and their families were the only people that under um, over 20 um, that lived to go into the promised land. What Even Moses didn't get to go because he had an anger problem. He had an anger problem and he got so angry that um, God had told him to speak to the rock and water would come out before he had used his um, his the rod of God and he hit God told him to hit it the first time. But the second time he wanted to elevate Moses and he told him to speak it and he hit it instead because of that that disobedience. Moses was not permitted to go into Canaan. Um, Joshua was his replacement. So that was very, very, very critical. So let's go back to Joshua and Caleb. So these people, so God turned around and said, okay, you shall have what you speak. Power. <laughs> you shall have what you say. And, and what he ended up doing was everybody 20 and over died in the wilderness. And if you were under 20 and then you got to go into the promised land, which turned out to be a problem in the end. Why? Because they had no, no guidance, no parents, no grandparents, you know, to kept help guide them. They went in, they were uncircumcised. Parents didn't circumcise them like they should have. There was a lot of things that, but they still got to go into the promised land. But out of that generation, after Joshua left, that there was a group, there was a generation that did not know God. And that's when we have problems. So that's why the generational, the generational um, part of our, our lives is very critical to us walking in what? Power. Well, I don't, I have, don't want to end this broadcast without um, saying Romans 10, 9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for once again for joining me on 94.1 FM, Wave 94, Into the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis. Pray.